Hello and welcome to Weeb Spawn. We talk about anything and everything related to anime and gaming. We are by no means experts, just huge fans. I'm your host Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hello, Bobby. Glad to be doing another episode. In today's episode, we're going to be doing things quite different than what we have normally done. In this episode, we are going to be discussing the spring anime list of 2021. And I would say spoilers ahead. There might be a little bit just due to if we refer back to a previous season for some of them that we've seen. But spoilers are going to be very minor, I believe, um, from my viewpoint. Although, when it comes to Fruits Basket, I I go on a little rant. I'm going to go on a little rant about the, the poster because I really like it. So, <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll probably remind you about each time we go through them just in case. So, you'll know what anime we're talking about before we get to the spoilers. So, mm-hmm. if you hear an anime that has like a multiple season or something that you're truly excited for that you don't want anything on... Go ahead, and like I said, most of these are either going to be guesses based on the synopsis, the picture itself, or for my in, uh, my instance, bits and pieces of the manga that I have read. So to start this off, we're going to start with Boku no Hero Academia Season 5, or also known as My Hero Academia Season 5. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just out of curiosity... Have you seen My Hero? Because I actually don't know if you have or not. And if you have, have you read the manga at all? I have not read any of the manga for this. A lot of the, honestly, a lot of the main, it's weird. A lot of the mainstream ones, I don't tend to read the manga for because they usually do a great job at animating that I'm just like, I don't want spoilers for the anime if I plan on watching the anime. But obviously, if I read the manga beforehand, that's a different story. But for when it comes to My Hero, I've actually only seen the first two seasons back when it was like really popular, and then the third season is where like I'm still on. So I'm technically two seasons behind before this fifth one actually comes out. Gotcha. I'm actually in a, the opposite boat for you. I mean, not for the manga. I for all the ones that we're going to list today, I have not read the manga on any of them. But for this one, when it was super popular, I actually was against watching it. I'm just like, I'm, it's too mainstream. How good can this anime be? Like, I'm just not going to watch it. So I during the quarantine, actually, I started catching up on it. And it turns out to be fantastic. The storyline's great. And it's just overall a well-rounded show with some pretty good voice actors. I own the reason why I actually stopped is kind of like your reason. I was almost feeling the like Walking Dead vibe where I watched the first two seasons and if I like dropped it after that because like the third season or like the second season was kind of like slow up to my point. Mm-hmm. The with like the whole League of Villains thing and everything. I know it was actually starting to ramp up, but for me, Deku was just being really whiny. Oh, I mean. Every shonen, shonen jump main character. Yeah, and it was just like it was getting to the point where I was just like, I'm gonna finish out the season because like in my brain I had to at least finish the season because I'm like, all right, they fixed it, and then I was like, they announced like a third season, 
And I was like, okay, it's probably only going to get like three seasons or something like that. I didn't expect it to blow up to be this popular. So I kind of dropped it. But then as it got popular, I've heard people like better and better things about it. So Mm -hmm. now it's back on my watch list. Yeah. I will have to say I agree with you. The first two seasons, they were a little slow building characters and stuff. Um, Bakugo and Todoroki really held it together. Especially it was slow because they did a lot of tournaments school bracket type stuff of competitions and it's just like it wasn't much to work with like it just wasn't that that appealing but as they got into like third fourth season it started ramping up and things started going down and i think the next couple seasons might start getting a little darker i hope i i love it when animes turn dark out of nowhere so that's always my hope for them but i think this one actually will start turning darker <laughs> so I mean, it's about superheroes yeah. and supervillains. I can easily see it doing that. Mm-hmm. I think everyone likes that. Even like when it comes to DC, Marvel, whenever they have like a a dark comic or something, everyone's kind of like, "There's going to be obviously some people that are like, oh no, superheroes always have to win.' But then there's some people that's like, oh wow, this person died. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ah man. But yeah, so I'm I'm hoping it gets a little dark. So just out of curiosity, since you haven't seen. Uh, season three and four what how do you base your opinions on season five just based off of the cover art and for people who would like to look at the photo that we're looking at this is if you just look up my hero academia season five poster it's the first one that comes up most of these also if you want to know what picture we're looking at i got most of mine from my i believe it is or dot com one of the two if you're familiar with any kind of like anime and manga, you know what website I'm talking about. This one, I'm like interested in it because I feel like this is almost going to be, I feel obviously the villains are probably still going to be there, but I feel like this is almost going to be like a separate season out of everything else because it seemed like the first two seasons deal with like the whole League of Villains. But then as we saw in the first arc about the omnicity between the two classes, I feel like this whole season is just going to be about these two classes and about trying to one up each other and maybe not necessarily progress the story too much, literally just be about the relationships between these characters. I feel like they're just going to flesh that out more. Okay. See, I have a similar opinion, but opposite when it comes to the story. So just from my experience, based on how season four ended, I have a feeling it's going to start really ramping up. And like you said, the animosity between these two classes, um, you see on the left side of this poster, it says class 1B, the right side class 1A. And we know that class 1B is known as the the second or like number two class compared to 1A. So they always want to prove themselves. So I'm thinking that there's obviously going to be this rivalry between them, but things are going to start going down. And class 1B is going to have to try to show that they're superior to 1A while fighting alongside them because I think the threat ahead of them is going to need them to band together and actually fight as a team. So this poster kind of makes it look like they're split down the middle, class 1B, class 1A. I think overall they're actually going to have to group together and prove that they're actually heroes rather than kind of fight amongst each other. They're going to have to fight together against a a similar threat and uh, an enemy. So that's where I see this standing. 
that's the difference between information we have. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is going to be nice because we're going to have some different opinions for some other ones because obviously there's some I've seen and some you haven't. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah, so obviously this one doesn't really have a synopsis. It's season five. Okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> so do yep, you- season five got that from the... From the title. <laughs> yep. Do you think you will end up catching up and watching My Hero? Or is this something you're going to kind of throw on the back burner and not really care about? I will catch up on it, but I'm not in a race to like... It's not like Fruits Basket where I'm like trying... Like whenever I can, I'm trying to watch a few episodes here and there. This is going to be more if I had the free time, I'll definitely watch a few episodes here and there. I'm not going to try to binge watch season three and four just so I can catch up on the newer season. Yeah, I I have no intention of staying up to date on it. Like as an episode comes out, I'm going to watch it. I kind of want a lot of episodes to come out so then I can just binge through it. So I'm not really like it's not like Dr. Stone where I'm watching it every single week that it came out. So, yeah, that's how I'm kind of at. All right. Well, our next anime on our list is Kumu Desu ga Nani ka? <laughs> the English, if you don't know, is so I'm so I'm a spider. So what? Disgusting. So, have you seen or heard anything no. about this? I mean, I've seen Funimation like sharing stuff on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. But I have no real thoughts on this whatsoever besides like it's just gross like it's a show about a spider what could it be about i assume so so i I have the same assumption of um your slime show uh you're reincarnated as a slime i have the same a thought to that i'm assuming someone gets reincarnated as a spider and it's based on that and i am just not interested in that (laughs) so yeah i have actually read the manga and as far as i know i'm caught up to besides maybe i'm like one or two chapters behind the newest updates and like you said it's actually in isekai where a high school girl is transformed into a spider and just like in rimuru and the slime she gains powers by eating other monsters but she's actually not op she actually almost dies quite a bit very early on And she has to actually struggle and learn how to survive. Interesting. Um, So what are your thoughts based on the picture? I think it looks dumb. Like, really (laughs) dumb. Uh, No offense to anybody who likes this show, but it's just... There's a bunch of silly-looking spiders and some people, and I don't even know what to make of it. Like, it looks like one's wearing a mage outfit, so it's like they're magic spiders... I don't know. I'm not a fan of this whatsoever. So before, I don't want to spoil too much for it in case anyone is trying to watch it without being the manga, but I will tell you this. Four of those characters, no, five of those characters you see on that concept art is the same person. But yeah, they show a lot more humans than in the manga. So I'm curious as to what their whole concept with this picture is because i feel like it may lead people falsely and may cause them to drop it because of that well let me tell you it caused me not to watch it so (laughs) actually the name caused me not to watch it 
It's plus I'm not a real big uh, isekai person. No, that's fine. There, there's not. There's some people like me who really enjoy it, and then there's some people like you who don't actually care for it. It's a very. It's usually like one end of the spectrum. I mean, there's a few that I know some people who don't really like isekai's actually enjoy, but this one is definitely going to be weird because I've actually seen some of the animation that they did for this, and it gives me if anyone's seen God Eater. It gave this like 3D look to this anime, and it did not look good to me. If they keep that art style, even though I've read the manga, I probably won't watch the anime just because mm-hmm. I don't like that art style when it comes to anime. Completely agree. If they keep it like the picture, I'll probably watch it just to see how they do. Just because I want it. There's a few things I do want to see how they animate it, but I'm just. Judging from the picture and the synopsis and everything, I just feel like they're going to really rush this manga because the manga stopped updating for quite a bit and only just recently started up re-updating, and that's probably because of the anim- anime like announcement. So I don't know if it's going to be rushed or not. But I'm probably going to put it on my watch list, but probably not watching it like as it comes out. Yeah. I so since you bring up the 3D style anime, I think that's a a style that's trying to become a thing, but I don't think it's getting the reception that it wanted because there's other anime like Ajin, who also had this 3D style um, animation to it, and I wanted to watch Ajin, but I just can't get past it because they the characters move in a way that they're trying to move them in a way. Th- that is realistic but also true to your 2d anime and i feel like it just makes for very unnatural movements that are very off-putting and it's just something i can't look past when i'm watching it so the art style just breaks the the illusion of like submersion like it i don't know i just can't get past it so i think just on that i'd probably throw this in the do not watch list but also i'm not a big fan of isekais so it's not really high on my list to begin with. No, those are fair points because a lot of like, especially me, if it came to anime or manga, the art style is a big factor. So if you can't get past that, then mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to watch it, regardless of the genre. Right. So let's move on to one I believe we've both seen or are caught up on, and that is Nanatsu no Taizai. Fundo no Shinpan, which is Seven Deadly Sins, Dragon's Judgment. So, have you... Are you all caught up on Seven Deadly? Or have you watched okay, it? Okay, so is Seven Deadly... Does that Is this the fourth or fifth season? Uh, I think it's four. They had a movie okay, as so, well. Okay, so I think... As far as I know, I think I'm just one season behind. I don't think I watched the third season. So there was season one, fake season two, season two. So then I've only seen season one special and season two. So I am only one season behind on this one. Well, you're not missing much. So I'm all caught up. That's what I heard. That's kind of why I didn't watch season three. I didn't know season three was actually... I think... When you started it or something, we were talking about it. I think that's when season three started. And I was like, oh, I'll just wait until the end. And then I heard like such bad stuff about it that I'm just like, Ugh. 
so but now if they make a new season i might just try to binge watch season three Mm -hmm. just uh so when i first started it absolutely loved the show i got up to season two and i was waiting for season three to happen and i was really excited for this last season that just happened and then i watched it and it was such a disappointment and i'm currently i'm not really excited about the upcoming season because of how season three ended and i'm not going to spoil this for you or anything but it focuses way too long on king and deanne and the story just drags out and there's some really cool parts to it don't get me wrong there is a lot of history and you get to learn more about the backstory between just meliodas like the synopsis of this you know you start to learn about the meliodas elizabeth backstory you start to learn about the overall arc and where it is leading to so a lot of good information there but it just felt like i was watching a king and deanne story and they're like probably the two most probably the least favorite characters of the seven deadly sins so it was just not a pleasant experience and then on top of that the animators changed so they had a new studio that rushed through the project and it they they captured a lot of stagnant scenes like they seemed to mostly focus on scenes that were standstill and a lot of dialogue so it seems like you're sitting in a scene for over a minute with nobody moving it just was very disappointing and they could have done a lot better with it and the animation like just in general for those standstill scenes there were not good they, it just wasn't good sketching and artwork like I, it was very disappointing when comparing it to the previous two seasons so i'm not impressed with this so hopefully it gets a little better <laughs> going back to the artwork thing about not I believe that was like the major thing in season three too uh-huh. was like the artwork and everything. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about the poster for this since you haven't caught up to this as well? So one thing I just love the, like the whole being upside down type thing with the devil and the angel mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Cause I mean, like that's kind of like the whole synopsis of this entire series is how like the seven deadly sins are the good guys and then the holy knights were the bad guys where like if you go based on name alone it should be flip-flopped and so with this it looks very interesting especially the like i said i don't know if he was introduced in season three or if he's the new guy but the guy in the middle that has both the devil and angel wings that's going to be interesting whether it's like Cause I can see it being because it's anime. If uh, the the two the princess Meliodas Meliodas like fuse together or some shit based on like the wings that they're showing in this cover art. So I am interested in seeing it. I feel like we're finally going to get like a lot of questions and lore answered in mm-hmm. this. Yeah, I have the same opinion as you with the the flip around. So actually, I didn't even notice that guy in the middle. Then now that you point him out. And I, I see that now, and now I'm kind of confused by that. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree with the, the whole flip around where I think we're going to start learning a lot more about who the true villains are because we obviously learned about, I mean, you haven't, but about... The Ten Commandments? Well, I was going to say we learned about Elizabeth and Meliodas and the curse that is brought between them, which you don't oh, know gotcha. about. There's a curse between them. 
but the interesting thing is the fact that she is part angel or the reincarnation of an angel and she is on the lower half and it seems like she's falling and then Meliodas is upside down at the upper half and looks like he's being pulled upward so it, like you said it shows like the devil is the good guy the angels are the bad guys but they're reaching for each other so hopefully to help kind of save each other and pull them out of whatever is binding them and it's just going to be a very interesting thing altogether because who is going to turn out to be the bad guys in the end and who is going to be the savior now reading the synopsis when it says who will emerge as the true enemy now i'm starting to think that middle guy is not a fusion between the two but maybe it's the actual person and he's the person that put the curse on because he splits in half then Meliodas and uh, elizabeth so, so now I'm actually confused. I just hope there's not going to they just no shock value yeah. is going to happen because I could see them doing that and I'd be extremely pissed. So you're you're sort of on the right track with that, but we um when you watch season 3, you actually know who put the curse on them. Mm. But you're you're sort of on a similar track here. So that's kind of interesting. But yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting season. Yeah, I hope there's not really shock value. I hope it everything makes sense when it comes down to it. Although I didn't like what they did with, uh, what's his name? Escanor's character in season three. They kind of turned him upside down. Totally broke who he was as a person. I don't know if they're going to play on that a little bit, but not really a big fan of that. He was a cool character. I liked Mm -hmm. him. I do too. He's Overall, he's still sweet, but it's just I feel like his character is kind of developed into something he wasn't intended to be. Uh, is this on your your watch or your <laughs> not watch list? <laughs> yeah, this is definitely. Honestly, though, I may when I say skip over season three, I mean I may like look up a wiki and just read what happens because if the art style is as bad as everyone's saying it. I'm probably just going to read up on and maybe go back and see a few episodes or like whatever to do it. But it's this season is definitely on my watch list. It's doable. The art's doable. It's just not pleasant for, for there's some scenes where it's like, Oh, this is fine. And then there are other scenes where it's like, Oh, all right. I see. Moving on to, Oh, I'm assuming oh, you... Oh, yeah, it's, it's on my watch, watch list it. just because I'm this deeply <laughs> invested. Might as well finish it up. So the next one is another season two anime. Is Isike Mao to Shoken Shoujo no Dore Machutsi? How to Not Summon a Demon Lord Season 2. So, have you heard or seen anything about this? It's in the queue because Taylor really wants to watch this one. Probably because of Diablo. The guy right in the middle. Yep. Yeah, that's definitely why she wants to watch it. I'm I'm indifferent about the show. I have no quarrels with it besides for some of the fan service that seems to be displayed. But other than that, I think it'd probably be a good show. So, it's an isekai, so of course I've read the manga. But I'll let you know, there's really not, like, fan service. Like, as it may seem, like, there's... One character is a cliche, kind of, like, clumsy person. 
but other than that, it's not, there's no, like, they do this strictly for fan service, if that's mm-hmm. what you're, like, afraid of. That's as far as I can, at least in the manga, I can't remember entirely from season one of the anime, but I know in the manga, there wasn't really fan service. There was, like, one or two misunderstandings, but it's anime, and you're going to have that. But there's not, like, blatant fan service. Okay, okay. That's acceptable, I suppose. <laughs> it's just... I I know which person you're talking about. Oh, yeah. The uh, lower left girl. Uh, for sure. Yeah, she's a ditz, but she's... He, they kind of explain it why in season one. Because she's just a sheltered person, so she doesn't understand fully what's going on. And I feel like she's has to kind of be there for like the comedic relief character. Gotcha. Okay. So, but based on the photo, I'm assuming that's where you kind of got all the fan service idea from. Yeah, there seems, it almost seems like it was going to be a harem type anime because it's the one dude surrounded by five chicks and then a few of them are, seem fan servicey. So that's why I was having my um, doubts with this show. But if it's not as bad as it's portrayed then I think it's doable, especially Taylor wants to watch it. So we're probably going to end up watching it anyway. So (laughs) So there are a few new faces on on here that I don't remember too well, but the, the bottom two are the main people. Those are the two women who tried to summon him and then it got reversed on them. But anyways, I mean, you'll see it in the first episode. Mm -hmm. Basically they were trying to summon a demon and they end up or summon a any kind of like monster and obviously have like a binding contract on them uh like and then they summon the demon lord but the the magic got reversed and so now those two are binded to him ah. and that's basically how the story goes interesting i'm pretty sure that's i think it says it like right in the mm-hmm. synopsis with two yeah I'm the one who summoned him, and the magic got reversed on them. So, well, you kind of already answered that. You think you're going to just end up watching it because Taylor Mm -hmm. wants to? Yeah, I'd probably have watched it eventually anyway because it seems interesting enough just from the, like, synopsis and stuff. But, yeah, that seems to be – it's on my list so mainly because of her. (laughs) It has some, like, game mechanics uh, into it a little bit. Okay. But yeah, I'm I'm obviously going to watch it just because I've already seen the first season. So I'm going to watch the second season. And there's actually a few scenes in the manga that I'm actually really curious to see how they will animate it. Okay, interesting. So is this so I assume this is on your watch list then, right? You said, yes. Yeah. All right. The next one moving on is Tensura Niki Tensai. Shitara Slime Dataken, which after that long thing, they just translated it to Slime Diaries. The I think the like official English name is I write down or like the everyday journeys of my life as I reincarnated as a slime or something like that. 
it was basically like that whole thing, but it can be pretty much summed up into the Slime Diaries. Yeah, I think the Tensura Niki is Slime Diaries. I don't know what Tensura means, but Niki is um, like journal diary. If Tensura is anything like the Tensei, uh, it's some kind of, cause I, because I watched a lot of Isekai, it's something to do with Isekai. I don't know what exact like if it's a you know how there's different words for like the same word but like for more respect or like stuff like that mm. i think it's like a some kind of form when it comes to like isekai gotcha have you read or seen this or is this the first season no this is well this is the first season but it is a spin-off ah. of the time i reincarnated as a slime Oh, so, I see. So it's it's your so you obviously have read this for sure. Yes, I have. Because your There's one of your favorite two. isekai is slime. Yeah, it's my favorite fantasy or fantasy. Yeah. So yeah, my favorite fantasy, not just isekai, but probably fantasy. The thing is, because like even Don Machi has a couple spinoffs. If you guys remember from our Don Machi episode, season one, I think we only did season one, which. Reminds me, we still need to do season two. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but they have spinoffs of it relaying like different points of views of characters. And so this is kind of like what this one is. It's going to be what it's like in the city, Rimuru's, uh, the Jiraiya, Jiraiya Federal Trade. I forgot. I drawn a blank on its name because they keep changing the goddamn name when he gets more power <laughs> but yeah it, it's just basically a spinoff of what like everyday life is for them interesting so i think this one would be one that i will end up watching i mean after i watch um reincarnate as a slime it is on my list taylor doesn't want to watch it because she thinks it's weird but i'll probably end up watching <laughs> it which will then lead me to watching this one so just from the images, it kind of seems like a fun take on this spinoff because you have her sitting behind a desk and there's a lot of chaos going on in the background and there's these like this animal at the desk. So it just kind of seems like a fun, almost slice of lifey type thing. But obviously it's a little bit deeper, I would assume. I can't believe you called Ranga some animal. Well, but because you haven't seen it, I'm willing to let it slide. But he is not some animal. He looks he like is a Digimon. Like, he is a proud Star Wolf, and he is always with Remaru in his shadow. Ah, he is like his like right hand, almost like his right hand man. Besides uh, some other people that I don't want to spoil too much for, but. Yeah, he reminds me of a Digimon. So, <laughs> but he does act like a dog. He really does. Um, but you kind of hit it the nail on its head. It's a very comedic spinoff of this. And for me, I'm really excited to see it because right now in the anime, especially with season two, it, it gets very serious after like five or six episodes in. Once you once he gets his once he finds his home. It just starts like spiraling downward. Not as in like it doesn't necessarily get very dark, but there is quote unquote a dark moment. And it starts getting like very like serious from then on. So it's not 
like your typical isekai fantasy where it's kind of always all lighthearted or they like go and fight the demon lord like that's not really what this is about but then i'm really excited for this because it's a comedic aspect so it's kind of nice to see them all like when you get invested in an anime and you kind of like really start to like the characters it's kind of nice for this to happen and i can see them laugh and have fun and mm-hmm. you see all the little quirks that may not always show when it's on the battlefield so this is like what it's like if you ever wondered oh when they're not fighting what's going on right you get to see like this other side of them that it normally is hidden away because of the serious nature of the show whereas this one you get to kind of take a sneak peek in their personal lives and it kind of gives you that connection with your characters Though, if it is the, like, going off of the manga I have read, I highly recommend you at least watch season one, because, unfortunately for me, a few things got spoiled, because in the spinoff, they assumed you were, like, caught up on the manga, and so you learn a few things that you don't until later on, and I was just like, well, fuck, that Hmm. twist didn't really hit hard as it is but i'm 100 this is probably going to be one that i'm going to watch when it releases yeah this is one that's like every week gotcha yeah you're kind of invested in the slime series yeah so yeah this is one i'm going to put on the back burner i'm not really fully invested or interested in at the moment but i will probably end up watching it i was gonna say does it i could easily see this not being hugely popular especially because like you said, you kind of have to see at least season one so you don't get too many spoilers for this mm-hmm. if it's going to show everything that it did. But going on to our next one, we have, again, another second season. Good luck saying this. Oh, God. <laughs> Mari Mashasita? Arumakun, second season. Welcome to Demon School, Arumakun, second season. You're, you're pretty close with that one. Mairi Mashita. Mairi Mita Mashita? <laughs> Mairi Mashita. You, you like Mairi, to add extra I letters. I can't roll my R. Yeah, I can't roll my R. That's why. Marita. Mairi it's, Mashita. It's less of a R roll, but um, positioning your tongue in a different way than we would say an R. It's almost like halfway between an L, a D, and an R. Like, like a <laughs> D. I don't know. Mairi it's yeah well anyways (laughs) (laughs) have you seen or heard anything about this this? is the first time i've ever heard or seen this image yeah i this is surprisingly i have not seen or heard of anything this looks like this it does like the art style is very old i don't know you probably have never even heard of uh rosario and vampire but for anyone that's seen that it gives me that main character gives me this main character vibe and as in like he's very weak and surrounded by powerful females Hmm. just the the poster makes this seem like it's really old i don't know i think that's what they're trying to go for very strange it's kind of off-putting i don't know if that was a, a very it was probably strategic but i don't know if that was the best play on their part my thing is like look at the photos 
look at like the top characters mm -hmm. but then look at the girl on the bottom right it yes. almost looks like it's old yes for those characters and then modern for like the character. bottom characters it's like mm. a blend yeah so the the bottom right character the, with the greenish hair that one is the one who made me like get that old vibe as well as that person who's in the moon and to the bottom left of them very strange and i just got that weird like old-timey stuff but then the middle character he doesn't seem that bad personally i don't know i just i don't know how it I looks feel. like a mix between modern and old mm -hmm. but that could be because i'm reading from it it's like demons and stuff mm -hmm. so it could be because of like folklore oh like count dracula and stuff like that yeah i'm looking at some of the the some of the screenshots from the show and it, i think they continue that style throughout the actual show itself it's not just the poster interesting yeah kind of gives me like a I don't know. Very strange. You going to watch it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, I'm going to pass on this one too. Very strange. Moving on. I don't I don't know what even type of vibes I'm getting from this show. Like maybe like Inuyasha vibes. I, I, although I haven't seen Inuyasha, so Ooh, I don't know. Oh, I can see that. I, I know what like art style mm -hmm. you're portraying though. Yeah, the, like that is just the vibes I'm getting from it, and I was never really into Inuyasha, so maybe that's why I'm being turned off by this. Very weird. So yeah, it's on my no list, like it like a just not even interested list. So moving on from that. All right, we got. Oh, this is. Good luck. Ijiran Aide, Nagatoro-san. Don't toy with me, Miss Nagatoro. So, this one, it obviously slice of life. You could tell just from the, the cover of it, this girl just looking out the window of a classroom. And Yeah, very, very vibe-like. Yeah, and the synopsis is, Nagatoro is a freshman in high school who loves teasing and torturing her older male classmate. What's her motivation? Why does she, or why does Senpai put, her, put up with her? Why does Nagatoro want to create misery for Senpai? Or maybe she secretly likes him. Okay, way to just give away the whole plot right there. Yeah, so I've read some of this manga, but I didn't keep up to date with it because it was kind of like playful early on. And then it just got straight irritating at some points because it's literally like the synopsis kind of like takes it up. It's her being like a straight tsundere where she can't confess her feelings. She's always teasing him. And when he does make any slight move against her, you can you see it how she like instantly blushes or like she does it. But then she tries to like or she'll go along with the trick to keep embarrassing um, her senpai or whatever. And so it's like it's a very straight rom com, I guess, anime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of I'm looking at pictures. I'm kind of getting that just that vibe of rom commy but I don't know. If it wasn't so aggressive, maybe it would be good. It just seems like a very... I don't know. For me, it takes literally the Sunder trope and makes it an anime. That would be my best description yeah. of it. That's its main so focal for, point. Yeah. So for me, I... I don't want to dismiss it right away, but I am probably going to wait for others to watch it 
and see what the reviews are and see if how good they did portray this and if people did like oh even though it was like cutesy for like a romance or rom-com then i would probably put it on my list but i'm gonna wait i can't really i don't want to dismiss it but i'm not gonna say i'm gonna watch it either because i'm very indifferent about it because it looks like it could have some potential because i do especially with hori mia coming out i've liked some more slice of life romance mm-hmm. animes if they could portray it well i'm just curious as to how this is going to go based on the few chapters i have read right and i think there's a fine line for a sundere uh, character and i feel like just focusing the show solely around the relationship itself is a little too much i feel like one show that did sundere right is toradora and basically yeah. that set the line for me set the bar and anything below that is just going to be subpar to me. So if this goes too aggressive with it, I don't think it'll be one that I'm really like looking for. Because I'm obsessed with Slice of Life. I don't know if this one's going to be able to do it for me. Just There's lo- another anime that was just like this. I forget what its name is, but it's it was like middle schoolers where this girl constantly picked on the boy. And she straight out admitted that it's because like she liked him or whatever. But she just can't, like the whole series was just her playing pranks on him. So if it becomes like this, but with high schoolers, then I'm probably not going to watch it. But if they actually, because it does show hints of actual like them liking each other in the manga from the few chapters I've read. So if they actually develop their relationship, I would watch it. That's why, again, I don't want to dismiss it. I'm going to wait for the reviews. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a fair option. But um, for the one show you were talking about, I f- it sounded vaguely like Uzaki-chan. I don't know if you've seen that. I've seen a few episodes. I wanna, or I've seen like one or two episodes. But the only reason I plan on rewatching that is because you guys enjoyed it so much. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it was just fun. Gonna... It's a really fun, like, slice of life. It's not really rom commy yet because there's not a really romantic dynamic between these two characters. It's more of just like having fun with your bud, but obviously they're forming feelings for each other. But just the overall dynamic is just really fun. So the next one is Shaman King 2021, which kind of like Fruit Baskets, this is a remastered version of the old Shaman King. I honestly did not know much about any of this until I did research about it. And it's a very Shonen Jump vibe anime that I get from it. And it's almost like a battle royale where they have, like, each person has their own, like, shaman and, or a shaman picks a human partner or something like that and must defeat other shamans to become the hero. If you ever seen, like, Zatch Bell, it gives me a very similar vibe to that. But. Overall, I'm probably not going to watch this. Yeah, I'm kind of over that trope. That was when I was younger. Like, we used to watch Satchmill and stuff. I'm not really big into the Battle Royale-type shows. I want actual plot and storyline, so I'm probably putting this on the back burner as a no as well. So then we also have Fumetsu no Anata-e, To Your Eternity. It looks. This one actually looks like it might be good just from the cover, the synopsis is a lonely boy wandering the Arctic regions of North America and meets a wolf and the two become friends and they depend on each other to survive the harsh environment. But 
the boy has a history and the wolf is more than meets the eye. So kind of just seems like a kind of a fantasy-ish one. And I feel like this could be good. They have images on their cover of um, Native Americans, it looks like, and maybe like Inuit people. And if they can animate it in a way that is not insensitive to the culture, I think this could be a really good one. So my only concern with this is I'm just very confused based on the synopsis and the cover up like is he magic is there like some kind of mystic powers because i know a lot of like ancient civilizations believed in like mystic powers like that so i'm just worried if they're going to keep it realistic or if they're going to add like this mystic Mm -hmm. element and how well they like blend it so for now i'm going to skip it i'll keep my eye on a review to see if it changed my mind but as of right now it's on my skip list yeah i'm hoping it'll be like a fruits basket scenario where it's slightly mystic but more realistic but who knows because he does look like he's casting some sort of spell thing so i guess we'll see it's going to also be on my back burner but i am going to keep my eye on it next up we have sentonin hakenshimashu the english version combatants will be dispatched now i have seen the i have read the manga and it's basically an evil corporation, yes, they are in fact evil, and they want to spread their influence and they explore interstellar conquests and they send this guy, codename Six, to establish a base in this new form world where there's like fantasy and magic and stuff. And it's pretty much he uses like modern day weapons against this fantasy thing it's a very comedic slapstick humor anime it has action humor there's really no romance into it so if you like if you're worried about that the because the main guy really has to do atrocities in order to get like evil points in order to summon machines or weapons from his world to over here and so it's a very comedic one and i honestly i kind of want to watch it mainly because i'm curious as to what kind of voice actors they have portrayed in here and honestly the whole the picture that they give them like the whole it almost looks like a devil and an angel which is kind of nice the the two main characters which if you read the manga the girl is not an angel by any means (laughs) but I think it's going to be funny because you may, I just want to say it may look like a harem when, because a lot of his comrades will become girls, but there really is no like romance in there. So that's another reason to stay with it. And you kind of have to have uh, almost like an adult sense of humor too. It's a lot of like, I guess you could say middle school jokes too, when it comes to some of the stuff he pulls. Gotcha. Yeah. Just looking through it. It kind of seems like it looks like it would be well animated in general and it does seem like one that would be interesting to put on the possibly list because just the overall perspective of an evil corporation kind of seems pretty interesting so i think it would definitely be on my list but nothing i'm too concerned about at the moment personally man a lot of these i just have never heard of it's quite interesting so is this another one of your slime ones (laughs) Which one? This, this next one. It is uh, oh. <laughs> Slime Taoshite. It is not. Slime Taoshite Sanjunen 
shiranai uchi ni max level ni nate masita. I've been killing slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level. What is up with Japan and slimes? What What is going on over there? Hey, she's killing the slimes. She's not a slime. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm just, just from the name, I'm going to say no because I have no interest in a slime show. I don't understand okay, what the appeal is. One, it literally, well, I can't say has nothing to do with a slime because there is one character that's technically a slime. But it is an isekai, so of course I read it. But this is a very light-hearted comedy family anime. Like, there's really nothing going on much at all. She's just trying to enjoy her life alone. But then somehow it got reached that she's max level. So, like in the synopsis... Some people try to challenge her, and she beats him, and she's just trying to live a quiet life, but in doing so, every time she defeats someone, she takes them in because they get depressed, because they'll, they, like, sad and cry and all this stuff, so it's just a light-hearted, uh, I don't really know what else to do. It's <laughs> like a light-hearted it's kinda like comedy, a comedy one. Yeah. Yeah, it's don't take anything from this seriously. It's not a serious anime at all. But I'm probably gonna. It's at least on my watch list because they're just because whenever I read a manga, I'm always curious as to what voice actors play certain people and see how well they matched up with my voices. Mm-hmm. If you ever read like a book and seen it turn into a movie, right. you kind of like that. So it's more on my watch list just for like that. I'll watch like a few episodes to see how it goes. But yeah, I'm. I'm probably going to say no. We have a very opposite watch list. I'm like, nah, I'm good. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to throw it in there. Uh, All right. Next is Hijio Soru Shoshiti (laughs) Chasikosi Wo Hero. After being rejected, I shaved and took in a high school runaway. Hmm. So I've read like four chapters of this. And I just want to say, don't judge, literally don't judge this, the book by its cover. This is another anime, if you've ever seen Rent-A-Girlfriend or Rascal's Only Dream of Bunny Girls. The titles are very misleading that make you think it's going to be something, well, Rent-A-Girlfriend, you actually, they do actually Rent-A-Girlfriend, but it becomes a really romantic anime. And Rascal's Only Dream of Bunny Girls is a slice of life romance one. I highly recommend to anyone who's interested in those genres because it has some, it's kind of like fruit baskets. It has like this supernatural thing going on, but it's no, it's not over the top, but there is something like supernatural going on. And it's a very cute story between the two main characters. This one, I don't know much about. But I do know one thing that even if you, because it literally says, this is a story of a runaway teen girl and and an ordinary 26-year-old man. From the few chapters I did read, he does not make a move on this girl at all. He's very adamant about keeping distance. So if you think it's going to turn into something weird, just don't have that premonition if you're interested in this. That being said, I still don't know if I'm going to like watch it 
I'm going to wait to see to make sure it ends up being like that innocent type <laughs> thing. So I'm going to wait for the reviews. But if it's anything going to be like the like the two animes I mentioned before, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I'm really into, obviously, Slice of Lights and rom-coms and just things like that in general and just wholesome shows. So I, w- I was really hoping that this would turn out to be something wholesome rather than something pervy. I'll probably wait as well just to make sure it stays that way. But I was hoping it would be one of those scenarios where you don't judge a book by its title. (laughs) Don't judge an anime by its title because this seems like it would be very lewd really quick. And it's not what I'm looking for. So it's As far as I know, it doesn't turn into that. Okay. From the few chapters I read, hopefully they keep it like that is my only thing. Let's keep it that way, hopefully. (laughs) So our next one is Fruits Basket the final season so really excited about this one and i have been waiting to talk about this one so absolutely obsessed with fruits basket this i see this as a masterpiece and i think this is going to be fantastic this is one of my favorite slice of lives and it's probably in my top three it's in my top five for sure almost in my top three of overall anime there's no fan service, nothing ridiculous about it outside of a Soma family curse that is a little supernatural or pretty supernatural, but it's a really heart-touching, heartbreaking story that I just can't get enough of, and the voice actors have done an amazing job capturing emotion like overall. Absolutely looking forward to this one. And how about you, even though I think you're only on season one? Well, I finished season one. So I'm starting season two, and it honestly has got me, like you said, it's definitely up there in my top five slice of life animes. And the one thing I loved about this was, like, there's, like, romance hinted in it, but it's not straight romance. Like, there's no, like, they don't confess or anything, at least not in season one. They haven't really confessed any feelings, but you can definitely tell that they truly care about each other. And, like, you know, there's, even if it's not, like, love, as in, like, want to be a couple, you know there's some, like, strong feelings Mm -hmm. in there within, like, the characters. So, I really do like it when an anime does that, when you don't, it could be, like, romancy without just having a straight up couple with the main characters absolutely and i think this show did a really good job making you think it was gonna be a romantic comedy because like you said it just kind of takes a different perspective because it's partially right you get this romance you get this relationship i wouldn't call it romance honestly it's you get this intimate relationship but i think it's more than just it's more like a familial relationship with a lot of these characters i mean maybe a few are intimate but Overall, it's just this family heart-touching story, and it actually gets away from romance the further you go, and it starts turning into this really sad story. And just the, I'm glad you kind of brought that up. Yeah. Oh. oh no, I was just gonna say, and this, it's just really good. And this poster, there's a lot going on here that I want to analyze, but I think it's better to save it for maybe our season. Uh, our fruits basket season two episode and next week hopefully will be our fruits basket season one episode so if you're not caught up to fruits basket season one you should probably do that because we're going to talk about it next week most likely i really just want to break down this picture but i can't do it until we've gotten to season two then i'll do my job and 
break it down from what I can say from season one. Because mm-hmm. I love how you said it changes tones because it's definitely a darker vibe. It's a lot of blues and everything that makes it sound a lot more depressing. Not to mention there's like these chains that are now showing this. And I just love the fact that it show it, if you look at the picture, it looks like Toru, Akito, Yuki, and Kyo are all like intertwined together. But then Shigure, Shigure. Shigure is technically like free, almost like he's not in shackles. And it's just interesting to me because I feel like as you get into more of the story, you get learn more and more about this curse. And how Toru is actually wrapped up into this. That kind of bring... We'll talk a little bit more about in our Fruits Basket Season 1. About some theories I had. But seeing this picture really instills me with some of the theories I had at the end of Season 1. Who knows if they're going to change by the time I finish Season 2. Before we finally get to the final season of Fruit Baskets. Yeah, but I, I really like that you brought uh, up all that stuff. Because like the chains, the intertwining and everything. But then... I'm not going to go too much into detail, but I think the positioning of each character and the sizes and the directions they're facing all are very significant in this poster. And I will tell you the reasons why in the future, but I, <laughs> I've I may have analyzed this photo a little too much, but there is so much that I can see in this photo that I think is insane. Ah, <sighs> that's what happens when you get really into an anime. Yeah, I'm in you love start with thinking this show. stuff. <laughs> so in love with it so we don't go on with any spoilers we'll save all mm-hmm. that for like next week there is one more final anime I want to talk about which is Sejuro no Marioki wa ban- Bano Desu the saint's magic power is omnipotent now it's an isekai duh. but for me I think it has a different appeal than most other isekais in the fact that she gets summoned as a saintess and before you think oh isn't that basically the same as a hero but for a female yes and no yes it's basically the same role no as in the fact that she actually gets summoned with someone else so she doesn't the other person is recognized as the saintess because she has whatever the holy magic or whatever it is that they need so she's just left here in this world now by herself but then she ends up getting an interest in potions crafting potions and everything so you see the life of her as a researcher almost like an alchemist and the fact that she brews all these potions and she gets really excited about it because it's fantasy for like this is still a fantasy world for her so she really enjoys it and like the only main difference is her potions are like more effective than average because of her being summoned into it. But it's not like your standard isekai where they go and hunt the demon lord. So it has a different take on it. If you kind of like the slice of life, it's more of a slice of life isekai than a isekai action battle anime. Yeah, uh, so I've never heard of this until just now. But I'm looking at the cover art and some of the art in general, and it looks like a gorgeous anime. And it, it kind of seems like it doesn't have like a very magical undertone. It almost seems like it's a serious show. I don't know it, if that's the case. You're pretty 
like almost spot on to be honest with you because magic isn't isn't as big as like other isekais where it's like an rpg world Mm -hmm. it's like yes there are some mages but it's mostly knights so it's like magic is a thing but it's not it's not like a major thing like mages are special so they're treated like they're treated very well because it's like rare so it's more about knights and if you just look at the cover art and a lot of the pictures it honestly looks almost like it would be a slice mm-hmm. of life if you did not know oh, it wasn't I, a that's exactly so looking at just that photo that you have in our doc i thought this was a slice of life and i'm like i'm watching that so the fact that i i thought that i still kind of want to watch it so it's, that's what it's definitely it's on my very list. different yeah it's different from your standard it's like like they don't go and battle a demon lord it's literally about her life adjusting now to this new world and like you see the relationships between characters. So if you do like Slice of Life, I recommend this. The, literally the only difference is she is not from this world. Yeah, I think basically if you can stamp it with the Slice of Life approval, I'm going to watch it. Because that's probably my new favorite genre. <laughs> slice of Life and, to me is y- oh. Isekai to you. Yeah, I can see that. So my, to start us off, because we are about over our time, so I don't want to keep you guys all here too much, as as much as I would love to talk about a few of these a bit more, we'll just have to wait for them to finish. But my question of the day is, what anime are you excited for out of this, like, spring anime? Because we missed a few, so if we missed one of yours... I'm sorry, but we end up talking a little bit more about some other ones than I originally planned on it. But what one are you guys most excited for this upcoming season? Yeah, I'm, mine has I to be Fruits Basket. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have guessed from my hyped out feel. Just to be different, because I'm honestly, I'm really excited for it too, just based on the, like, just season one I have. I'm honestly probably excited for that last one we mentioned. Mm-hmm. The, the Saint. The Saint one. Yeah. The Saint magic one. I love the diaries, and I think I'm going to like watch it, like no doubt, the Slime Diaries. But since I've already, I mean, I've already read the manga for both of these. But that one, I feel like, because it's going to have a bit more of a story where I feel like the, the spinoff is just going to be kind of like, just little excerpts almost like, I don't know if you know those animes that like you see in one episode, but you see two stories because each one's like a short little story every 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's what the Slime Diaries is going to be. So I'm a little more excited for the Saint Magic is Omnipotent. Yeah, that one does seem fun. It's definitely going to go higher up on my list, but I need to watch Violet Evergarden before I start anything yes, new. Because I really need to watch that. Sorry. Ah, there's just so many slice of lights that I need to watch and... Not to keep you guys here any longer. So send us what you're excited about and we'll love to hear back from it and put it on our list and maybe do an episode in the future. And we don't have any facts for you guys today. So if you want any updates, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Weebspawn and email us at gmail or <laughs> email us at weebspawn at gmail.com. And even if it's just asking us for recommendations, we'll be happy to ask you. But 
That'll be all from us today. I've been your host, Bobby. And I'm Joshua. And we'll see you guys next time when we weep spawn. <laughs>